Welcome to the Rabbi Greenberg Show, the podcast that brings Jewish knowledge to you. Gratitude is mentioned in our prayers in conjunction with the word Chayim, life. In our daily prayer, known as the Amida, we say, and all those who are alive, v'chol ha'chayim, will thank you forever. That means that gratitude is associated with Chaim. In earlier lessons, we discussed the fact that Chaim, the word for life in Hebrew, is a plural word. And as the Rebbe explained, that the reason why it's plural is because life is defined by our relationship with others, the way we live with and for others. When someone is lacking in their relationships, their lives are not complete. We also discuss the fact that the Talmud tells us that there are four categories of people who have to express gratitude because they were saved from a perilous situation. And the four are a person who has escaped from the desert, who was traveling through the desert and got out alive, a person who was in prison and was released from prison, a person who travels by sea and survives the turbulence of the sea, and the fourth category is someone who was ill and recovers from that illness. Those are literal physical situations in which a person who was in danger was saved from that, and you have to thank God. And those four are hinted in the word Chaim, life. The, the letter Ches, we explained, refers to someone who is Chavush, who's incarcerated, who's in prison. The Yud stands for Yisurin, someone who was suffering, someone who was ill, or it could be the other way around. Ches could stand for Chola, someone who is sick, and Yud stands for Yisurin, someone who's suffering because they're in prison. And then the second yud of the word Chaim stands for Yam, sea, someone who travels by sea. And the letter Mem, the final letter of the word Chaim, stands for Midbar, which means desert. So those are the four categories. And what I'm trying to show is that these four categories are also spiritual categories that parallel the four worlds, the four realms of existence that the Kabbalists talk about. When we talk about God creating this physical universe. There's God himself, God's essence. Then there's also how God manifests himself on four levels. And that translates into four levels of consciousness on our part. Some of us have souls that have a divine consciousness on the highest level, some on the second level, some on the third, most on the fourth level. But it's also a divine consciousness. And commensurate with this divine consciousness is also an understanding of how we view the other person, how we relate to another. So we discussed the first world, the world known as Asiya, the lowest world, the lowest spiritual world. This is a world in which we see ourselves essentially as that's what it's all about. It's about me. And everything revolves around me. But what about the other person? Well, to the extent that the other person could help enhance my existence, could support me, could enhance me, could provide me with something that I need, I will give them something and express gratitude to them if need be. That means it's a quid pro quo situation. 
if someone does something for me, then I will do something for them, and I will recognize them and express gratitude. So that's the very lowest level, because that's the level that parallels the letter Hey of God's name. God's name has four letters that parallel these four worlds, four levels of consciousness. And the last letter is the letter Hey. Now, the letter Hey is shaped in a way that it is has a horizontal line on top and two vertical lines this way, with just a little space on the left vertical line before it hits the roof. And that symbolizes that our whole personality is directed downward. We're not thinking about what's above us. We're thinking about what is down here in our own physical experience, in our own selfish world. But there's a little space on top because there's room to recognize that there is another. So here the word for gratitude in Hebrew, moda, comes from the root that means to acknowledge. Yes, life is all about me, but I acknowledge that there is something on the outside that I have to be somehow aware of because it's good for me. But that's not something that we should knock because at least you're doing something good for another and that could little by little change your whole attitude. The Talmud makes it very clear that people should engage in doing good for the wrong reasons, for ulterior motives, because from the ulterior motive you will eventually do it for the right motive. You will climb the ladder of ethics and morality and sensitivity. So then we go to the next level, the world of Yitzira, literally the world of formation. Now when you left, when you were in this world, this lowest world, you could say you're out of the desert. The desert is a place of death. The desert is a place where there's nothing that really has any life-sustaining quality. We're talking about the worst kind of desert, the one that's described in the Bible, in the book of Deuteronomy. So you're at least you're out of the desert because in the desert, there's no life whatsoever. Here, there is life. There is some recognition of the other. Remember, we defined life, Chaim, as a connection to some other. But then when you get to the world of Yetzira, you're not only out of the desert, you're also out of prison. Because when you're in the world of Asiya, the lowest world, Though you're out of danger to your chayim, to your life, there is still some relationship, but you're in an emotional prison. You have no feelings for the other. So you're not showing gratitude to the other, relating to the other, connecting to the other, because you feel for the other. No, there's no feeling. All it is is you looking out for number one, as they say. So when you get to the world of Yetzirah, you get out of prison you're no longer, your emotions are no longer covered up. You're able to express feeling for the other. Here, the word moda doesn't mean just I acknowledge you, but I respect, I concede that you are an independent being. You're not just my satellite. You have your own existence, and therefore I appreciate who you are, and I have a feeling towards you. And that parallels the letter vav of the divine name known as the tetragrammaton. The third letter is the letter Vav, which is a straight line, which means connection. In Hebrew, the Vav usually means and. It connects one word with another. It also, word the word Vav also means a hook. This is how you hook onto an outsider. In the lowest level, there's no outsider. It's just you. The outsider is just an extension of yourself. 
But here we already have an emotion. And also the Kabbalists tell us that Vav is six, the number six, and there are six emotional traits. So here in the world of Yetzirah, you're not only out of the desert, life-threatening existence, but you're also out of prison. Your life is now becoming more complete. You have emotions. But you can be out of prison and you could have an emotional existence, but there can be a lot of turbulence. You can still be in the turbulent sea because emotions are not stable. The emotions could be could be up uh, on and off and sometimes stronger, sometimes weaker. Because even though you recognize the other and you appreciate the other and you even like the other, you still recognize your own existence as being primary, perhaps or at least equal to the other. So there's always this kind of turbulence of, of what, to what extent do you relate to the other and to what extent do you, do you wallow in your own self-importance and your own self-interest. So when you're living in the world of Yetzirah, you're living out of the desert, out of prison, but you are in a turbulent sea because emotions are fickle, emotions are not stable, and that tells us that we have to go to the next level, the world of Bria, the world of creation. In the world of Bria, the consciousness is that you are looking totally into something higher than you and feeling overwhelmed by that. You are, you are surrendering yourself to that. Here the word moda, which means gratitude or thanks, could also come from the root that means to confess. When you confess, that means you're telling the other that you are in the wrong and the other is in the right. It's not just that you're recognizing that the other is equal to you, has an independent existence, but you're saying that the other is superior to you. You're surrendering yourself to that person. Why? Because the world of Bria is the world of Bina. Bina means understanding. Understanding means that your emotions are not fickle, they're stable, because they're based on understanding. There's a deep, deep understanding of who you are in relation to the other and who the other is in relation to yourself. And therefore, the, the emotions that are created are not selfish emotions, they're, they're selfless emotions. You surrender yourself to the other. You recognize the other's primacy and, 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 and superiority, if you will, and therefore you are willing to sacrifice yourself to the other. Of course, in the te- context of God, this means you're willing to give everything of yourself to God because you recognize God's role in your life and that you are subordinate to him. And this corresponds to the letter He of God's name, the first letter He. And the letter He, as we said before, has a vertical line on the right, a vertical line on the left, with a little space, and then there's a roof, a horizontal line on top. So when we dealt with the hay of the lowest world, it meant that you are focused downward. You're just thinking about yourself. You are the focal point. You are the center of everything. And just a little space on the top, a little bit of room to acknowledge that there's another. Here, the letter hay has a different meaning. Here, the letter hay is that everything is all the highest spiritual consciousness is coming down and there's no room for anything but that which is above you except a little space on the top because even on this level of bina things are not complete the your unity with 
the higher consciousness is not complete because there's a tinge, a scintilla of ego that hasn't been suppressed. And your connection, your subordination, your surrender to that which is above you is not total. It's not 100%. It's 99%. And here we'll deal a little bit with a little numerology. The word bina, which means understanding, numerically adds up to 67. The word chayim, life, is 68. Well, what does that tell you? If you had to translate this number thing into words, it means that when you're dealing with Bina, you have life because the relationship is a solid relationship. You're out of the turbulent sea. Your emotions are not fickle. They're very strong and stable and solid and not not ego-driven. But there's something missing. It's not total. It's not complete. Another thing about numerology when you deal with Bina, we're told that there are 40, 50 gates of Bina, 50 gates of understanding. The most a person could reach, it says Moses was able to reach to the 49th level. He was lacking the 50th level. When he passed away, he was given the 50th level. What that means is that when a person has Bina in its complete form, he reaches the top, the pinnacle He reaches a level of 49, but he's missing the 50th. And what happens when a person reaches that high spiritual level of consciousness, which we call the 49th level, when a person reaches that, they become very ill. They become sick, lovesick. When when you're holding a number one and number two and number 10 or 15, then uh, you don't feel that passion for the number 50. Your, your level of love, of passion, is so limited that your ambition is also limited. Your aspirations are not that great. But when you reach 49, the thirst for the 50th level is so great that you become sick. That's what the uh, book of Song of Songs talks about, lovesick. And interestingly, the Kabbalists tell us that the word for sick in Hebrew, chola, a sick person, is called a chola, adds up to 49. When you are at the level of 49, you are sick. Your passion is so great, you feel this thirst, unquenchable. You can't quench your thirst because you're still in the world of Bria where there's still a little bit of openness to your own consciousness. It's not total surrender. And that's, that's where when you get out of the turbulence of the sea, but you're still sick. And then we get to the next level, the highest level, the level of Atzilut, and that we will discuss in the next class, God willing. Thanks for listening to The Rabbi Greenberg Show.